for today's episode. We have a special guest on the show today. Um, it's actually my father-in-law is in town and we said, hey, let's interview him today. Let's bring him on the, the podcast. And so I'm excited for today's episode. Um, this is not going to be coming out for a couple weeks yet, but um, the things that are, that have conspired in the last, conspired? In the last 48 hours, we're going to be discussing today. And so um, super exciting um, hopefully this message or this episode is encouraging. Stephen, got anything to say in our introduction? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, the last really 36 hours, it's been unbelievable uh, to see God at work. Um, I was telling somebody that I work with today over at Grand Canyon University um, that uh, I know of a lot of Christians who don't live this Christian life, at least how I see it. And um, it's not like a moment of pity or anything like that. It was just like, oh man, just even just again, the snapshot of the last 36 hours and seeing what God has done, uh, it's mind blowing. And I, I don't even know if I can recall everything that he's done over the last 36 hours and all the people that he used uh, to impact uh, a family that was not expecting it. But yeah, it's been a good last couple of days. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll dive into that in a few min minutes here. Um, but I want to introduce Herman. Uh, my father-in-law is in town visiting from Ohio. So Herman's great, great to have you on today's episode. Um, and we're going to be just asking some questions and hearing how your story and your life impacts so many men back in that community. And um, maybe just before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about you, what you do. Um, I know some people listening to this will be really inspired that you're a farmer. Uh, we interviewed a pastor the other day who loves, I forget what we called it, but uh, he loves growing things. So maybe just share a little bit about that and, and, and then we'll jump into some questions. Okay, my background is I grew up on a farm when I was young, um, just a small farm. And my dad had a blacksmith shop, and uh, I grew up uh, on the farm doing a lot of farm work. I was the oldest in the family, and I also grew up in the blacksmith shop, learning learning how to fix everything and anything. And out of that, I became a mechanic. Um, I enjoy mechanic work. That's what I thoroughly enjoy. And um, throughout my life, I've had I've had lots of different jobs, lots of different opportunities, and I've I've. Um, literally quit some really, really great jobs because of what I was asked to do that I couldn't consciously do it, like lying and cheating and things like that. And so um, I've done many, many things. So I can say I'm a, a jack of all trades and a master of none, except I'm a master of the gospel through Jesus Christ because I love God. And, and when I love God, I'm a son of the Almighty God. And when I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, I'm the son of the Almighty God. Mm. And I have every access, everything at my fingertip that I need to help people. And so at, right now I'm farming. I was in sales for 18 years. I never wanted to do that, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it because I love to interact with people. And I help solve problems for people. And through that, then I started farming. 
Uh, we do organic farming, and, and my son and I, and we, we thoroughly enjoy what we do. And it's growing, growing crops, and it's all about growing. And when we look at, when we look at life as a whole, it's about growing. Am I growing in the gospel or in, in the word of God? Am I helping other people grow? What, what, what does God really want us to do? And my heart is to help other people. My heart is to help the person to the next level or take another step or whatever they're dealing with. That's my goal in life. Yeah. And that's not just growing crops, but that's growing people, spiritually growing people. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you do things that don't seem like it's spiritual at the moment. And then a year later, something happens. And it's like planting that seed. And somebody might have watered along the way, and I might have even got a chance and an opportunity to water it, not even realizing I'm watering it. And then all at once seeing that plant produce. Yeah. That's exciting. That's life. Hmm. That is exciting. It's cool. It's really good because you almost get a sense of, you know, the disciples, some were fishermen. And just how you can relate so much to their daily jobs, just mm-hmm. as a fisherman, you know, and what you do for the kingdom. Obviously, Jesus said, stop fishing for fish, and mm-hmm. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Um, but just even your analogy of talking about just growth within plants and farming mm-hmm. and all that, how you see that even with the men that you mentor. Mm-hmm. Really, and, yeah. and one thing I want to add is you don't have to be highly educated to do what, what I do, okay? I, I love mentoring people. I love it. it it's, it's just, it's a real satisfaction to see a light in their eyes and all at once something makes sense and they've been struggling with something and all at once it makes sense and they, and they do win in that sense. And so, yeah, it's just, um, to me, it's real satisfying. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun because I like to be around people. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. to be around people. Now that's, that's cool. I'm, we'll, we'll jump into this a little bit more here, but you mentioned something earlier. You said you're, uh, a jack of all trades, a masters of master of none. But um, I can say firsthand, I've seen you master many trades and um, see you. I mean, if you want something fixed, even if if we just walk in your house, I know there's some things in there that need fixed. Herman could fix them. So um, he is definitely gifted in that. Uh, just being able to take what he has and and fix it and and do what he needs. Um, and so. Uh, and I can firsthand also say that I've seen the way he lives his life. I've seen the way he opens himself for, for other people, and, and it's encouraging, it's inspiring, um, whether it's when you guys have been here visiting or we've been in Ohio visiting, there's always somebody you know who calls or reaches out and needs help, needs support. Maybe it's a, a five-minute conversation. Maybe it's, I mean, I've heard stories where somebody needed help plunging their toilet and you had to drive 20 minutes one way just to help them plunge a toilet. And, um, you know, you're willing to, to sacrifice um, maybe your wants, your desires. Um, and I, I think other people see that and, and that encourages them. And so my hope is today with our listeners that, that we can really just encourage them to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was just thinking as we were preparing, like if we, if we had a title for today's podcast it would be um just be faithful to go when god says go and i'm sitting in a room with two guys that um do that on a daily basis and and it's encouraging so um 
Herman, you mentioned something about mentoring and, and mentoring some, some men in the community and in a Bible study that you have with them. And um, maybe, maybe tell us how, how do those guys connect with you or how do they find you and, and how do you even begin this relationship with some of these guys? Well, there's a story behind this. Um, I knew that I was supposed to do something and, and I knew it was supposed to be working with men. Um, but I, I, I struggled. I probably put it off for six months. And I mean, I, I just didn't want to do it. And because it takes time, it takes effort. And I just didn't want to do it. Honestly, did not want that commitment. And so I went, I went to uh, my son's church, which I now attend all the time. And there was a missionary there. Well, he was a drug mule is what this guy was. It was a drug mule. And he's got quite a testimony. And, and um, I went to hear what he had to say. And this was on Friday evening I went. And then Saturday morning he had, he had said, Saturday morning we want to do, I have no other word for it, but 101 on street ministry. And that's what we want to do. And we'll talk about that. And so I wanted to see what was going on. So I walked in there that morning, and there was nobody around. I walked into the church, nobody around. There were some round tables there, and the coffee pot was on. So I just grabbed a cup of coffee and set it at the round table. Unbeknownst to me, they were all back in the prayer room. And uh, this little little short guy comes walking into the to the room there, and, and, and so he comes over, and he, he looks at me, and he says, my name's Bobby. And he shakes my hand. You know, I got up, and I shake his hand, and he said, you mind if I join you? I said, get you a cup of coffee and sit down. That'd be great. And before anything else happened, he put his nose almost against my nose, stuck his finger in my chest, and he said, I don't know you and you don't know me, but God told me to meet you today and ask you why you're not doing what I want you to do. You're supposed to be leading a men's group and you're not doing it. Why aren't you doing it? It was that simple, wow. that direct. And I had never met this guy before. I had never seen him before. And I just, it gave me shivers. And I said, um, well, I'm struggling with it. He said, you won't anymore because I'm here to help you. And so that's how it started. So from there, that, that, that morning, we were together most of the time in different little scenarios we did. And um, so that evening... I came back. He wasn't there. Sunday morning, this, this drug mule guy, I don't, I don't remember his name, uh, but he preached Sunday morning. So he had my attention because I wanted to know what he was doing. And this was different from the guy that told me that I'm not doing what I was supposed to be doing. So I went Sunday evening, and then we had a farewell at our church for somebody that's going on the mission field. So I wanted to be back for that. So I quick ran back, and everybody went through the line and got their cake and ice cream and everything. And so I snuck in there and got my cake and ice cream. And my mind was just, just reeling. And I sat back in the corner beside this somebody I knew I was safe with, you know. Hmm. And I, I sat down and, and the gentleman looked at me and he said, um, why don't we have an accountability group here in this church? And I said, well, we used to. He said, well, why don't we now? He said, I don't know. You know, we might. Uh, something's going on. I, I don't know. So. Man, you know, that just my, my head was about to blow blow apart. And so I got up to throw my, my uh, stuff in the trash, you know. And before I got to the trash can, another gentleman came over to me and said, Herman, why don't we have an accountability group in this church? And another guy joined me right then and there, and we, we start talking a little bit about it. And about that time, another gentleman came over and said, I need somebody to be accountable to you. 
will you will you make me be accountable? Will you be that person? And I said, yes, I will do that. And from there, it started with those four guys as a men's group that meets every other week. And from there, it's accountability, and it's, it's whatever. We usually start with, of course, with prayer, and then my first question is, how was your week? Hmm. And it bounces off from there. And there's, there's no, there's a lot of rapid trails sometimes, but it always comes back to what do we do for, for God this week? Hmm. Or how was, what do we need to pray for? What, what's bothering you? Do you need accountability this week? What are you struggling with? And this is strictly men. And there's one, one rule that we have, what goes on or what you say stays in the basement, which we meet in our basement. Hmm. And it stays there because what you, what you say is the group, okay? It's got to be that way. Wow. And so we invite people in, somebody that's struggling, you find out about it, you invite them to come. They might come 10 times, they might come one time. It might not be what they need. Hmm. But it's been very amazing. It's wow. been and it's not only helps other people, it helps me. Yeah. I need it as much as anybody else. I've discovered that all men struggle with something somewhere along the line. We all have some baggage, and it's hard to get rid of sometimes. But when we have multiple people working together and praying, we've seen lots of victories. Wow. That's great. That's, uh, man, I'd, I'd have loved to have been there at that roundtable. I mean, talk about... A, a direct sign from God, right? Like oftentimes we ask for that. And, and I don't think in this moment you were necessarily asking for that, but, but God sent someone, this is, this doesn't really pertain, but did you ever see that guy again? Yes. He came yeah. to church and I got to know him a, a little bit, but not, I really, that, that was basically wow. the only time we really had a conversation that day. Yeah. And and a couple months later, all at once, he was gone. I have no idea where he went. I've never seen him since. And, mm. you know, I can, I, you can take from that what you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was his name Michael or Gabriel? <laughs> or maybe Jesus? His name was Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. That's all I know. His uh, name was Bobby. Bobby. The angel. We'll, uh, we'll get <laughs> but when there. somebody gets yeah. that direct in your face and sticks his finger right in your chest, mm -hmm. whew, you, you can't, uh, that is God working. And, and you know, if, if, we, if we love God, if we have the Holy Spirit in our life, that's not a surprise. It is, but it isn't because he was moving. I was open, but I didn't want to be open. God was asking me to do something, but I didn't want to. And yeah. yet I knew I was, how do you say it? You want to, but you don't want to? It's like Paul said, I don't do what I want to, but I do what I don't want to, that, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's where I was. Right there is exactly where I was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's we, cool. We had uh, just this last week uh, met with some of the interns here at AIM Right, and we talked about that very thing. Like you were saying, you address them every single week. How was your week? And a again, it's this, this hope that no matter who you are, no matter how much theology training you've had, if you've been mm -hmm. to Bible college or not, you can do this and just go out and ask a question. And in, in, in this room, the question was like, what's your story? You know, tell me your story, your testimony. 
And that's all it was, a simple question. Everybody around the room, they start opening up and everybody was in tears. And it's just amazing how that's all it takes sometimes is this open-ended question uh, that will get people talking and the conversation flows and, and the Holy Spirit always is abounding in those conversations, which is really good. Yeah. I have some wild stories, okay? I was not... I don't know how to say it, but I, I, I had a real wild streak. I, I just have to say that, you know, and I don't like to go back and recount some of those stories. But in teaching youth and, and, and youth, young people, some of those stories came back real vividly that I could share with them so they don't make the same mistake. So I, I hate those stories. It's, it's in the past. It's like God moved it as far as the east is from the west. But he reminds me sometimes stuff that I had not thought about for years. And even with the men's group, guys are struggling. And, and somebody can come up and say, you know, I used to struggle with that very thing. Like, like for instance, there's a guy that had a, had a stealing problem, okay? He was a service technician, okay? And he had a problem stealing. When he'd go in a house to do service, he'd, he'd just pick up something and stick it in his pocket, okay? Well, he found victory from that. And he was, you know, and, and so there's another guy that's got this problem, you know, and so he could mentor him. Hmm. And so we can put guys together and, and they can mentor each other. And so uh, there's a guy, when I was in sales, um, the other salesmen that worked with me, uh, when we'd go on, on trade shows and stuff like that, and sometimes we have to go by ourselves and sometimes we went together. But if we'd go by ourselves, we'd always call the other person in the evening. Okay, we'd always call, are you doing okay? And, and we had that connection, we had that with each other. So it's like mentoring somebody, and he, he mentored me the same way. But we had that connection because everybody has got a weakness. Mm -hmm. Do you know your weakness? Are you willing to share it? Mm -hmm. And when you share it, there's a, there's a healing in that. When I, if I don't share it, nobody, nobody can help me. Right, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, as we as we live life and we journey through life and we, we want to grow, right? We want to grow in our walk with the Lord and, and, and there's constantly the enemy sees <clears throat> our weaknesses. He, he sees them and he sees when we stumble and, and, you know, when we surround ourselves with people that are going to encourage and challenge and, and check in and make sure we're doing okay. Like that is, um, that's what we need. Uh, you mentioned about having, <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Uh, you know your coworkers call in on you, or you guys checking in on each other. I when I travel and I'm traveling this weekend, I in my Bible I always take a picture um, of me and Madison, and me and Carter, and me and Steph, and I've got three separate ones, and we took them with her little Polaroid camera. And but it's for me, it's that constant reminder of I'm away from home, but here's the three most valuable people in my life. And, you know, if I am tempted to make a terrible decision or terrible choice, I've always, I've always got that in the back of my mind. And a mentor of mine actually shared that with me that when he would travel um, and he would often stay in a hotel room, I often stay with friends, but he would often put a picture of his family on the nightstand and they were always there with him. And it was just kind of this, this visual reminder and um man that's that's great um uh, steven got any questions no i i think one of the 
just a couple of years ago, maybe less than that, a year ago, uh, went out to Ohio with Caleb. And uh, he introduced me to one of his friends that had one of these huge combines. Oh, my goodness. People yeah. listening, most people won't know what this is, but it's a massive tractor. Uh, I think they range, you know, they can be a half a million dollars, sometimes mm -hmm. more, uh, for just these big uh, tractors that separate grain mm -hmm. uh, from, what would you call that, the stock, I guess? And You, you, you thrash the beans. In other words, it yeah. takes, yeah, and, and you shell the corn. So it goes through the field and it, it rips the, the ear off of the, the stalk, yeah. runs it through the machine, and you have shell corn in the bin. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was phenomenal. I think what was most amazing is it has like autopilot. So he could go and he just sits there and it just goes around. Um, but I even though I knew it's not manual labor, which it probably was a long time ago, um, or you would have a horse or something like that helping you out with, with a responsibility like that, uh, he told me he was going to be out there. He was there before the sun rose, and he's going to be there after the sun sets. They have these big old lights on it. And I just couldn't, I just was like, this is a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work doing this. And I just got this picture as you were talking, thinking about that, especially with your farming background, and just all the work that you put into it. And and we talked about this a little bit before this podcast started, uh, just a dependence on God, trusting him and having faith in him you now move to something that's completely different. It doesn't really require your hard work or you paying a, a special attention to something. It just requires you growing closer to God, right? And depending on him. So if you can share how that transition, I mean, that's different, obviously, your whole life experiencing work one way, and now you're moving into something where it's not about your work, it's about his work, what he's doing. What, what's the difference? Just a lot of similarities. I have one of those big combines, okay? Mm -hmm. It's it's huge. And um, it's harvesting, okay? Are you harvesting souls? So there's a lot of similarities to that. Um, my machine's not on autopilot. I gotta, I gotta steer it. I gotta guide it. I gotta wash for rocks. I'll pick up rocks. So in my life, and as I go through life, you know, there's rocks in the way. And matter of fact, right now, I've got a hole in that machine because I ran a rock through it, and so we have to do surgery on it. We've got to tear it all apart and fix that hole, okay? So in, in life, what happens in life when you hit a rock, okay? Yeah. God can fix that through repentance. We have that avenue, and God can fix that. And then there's a harvest again because you come close to God again when you repent. So there's not a lot of, I mean, there's, there's a lot that we can take out of, the natural what we do and then also in the spiritual and and there again you, you just have to be mindful of what you're doing when you're harvesting and mindful of what you're doing in the spirit okay when you have the spirit when you have the holy spirit it's like i don't with i can tell you story after story after story where the spirit has had asked me to call somebody and I don't know why, but just call them. And it always, and if I don't do it, matter of fact, I quit not doing it. When, when, when I get that inclination, I just make a phone call immediately, okay? So when I'm combining, sometimes I, I, I just like, there's a rock, there's a rock. And, and I watch for it, and I see it, and I raise the header a little bit, and I go over top of it, and I don't have a problem, okay? But if I don't follow that, I'll get a rock in the combine, I'll do serious damage, Okay? And, and the Holy Spirit is awesome. Guys, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is awesome. 
I was driving down the road, if you guys want some. I was driving down the road one morning. It was when I was in sales, and it was like 5.30 in the morning because I get out early. And all at once, I got this inclination. I'm supposed to call the pastor of our church. And I said, in my mind, I said, no, it's, it's too early. He's not even up yet. There's no way. And this literally, this, this, and I went on down the road a couple miles, and all at once, this almost like an audible voice, or it was like an audible voice beside me. He said, you know what just happened? And, and, and I said, no. He said, you just robbed that person of a blessing. You robbed yourself of a, of a mm. blessing, and you robbed God of the honor and glory he deserves. Mm. And, and I just pulled over. I couldn't drive anymore because I was crying. I pulled over, and I made that phone call. I had no clue what I was supposed to say. I had no clue what the deal was. He answered like on the first call, first ring. And, and I have no clue what I said anymore. But we talked for maybe 15 minutes. And he thanked me profusely for calling him. He said, you have no idea how much I needed that phone call. Wow. From that day on, I've never tried to talk myself out of making a phone call. Because I can say, Caleb is knee deep in paperwork. Whoever is on top of a roof, they can't do it. The mechanic, he's got grease up to his elbows. I can't, he won't answer the phone. No. When the Holy Spirit talks, you do it. Mm. I don't care if I'm combining. I don't care where I'm at. My phone for these men is on 24 hours a day. My phone rings, I answer the phone. If I have to go to a bar to get somebody out, I'll go to the bar and get somebody out. It doesn't matter. That's the commitment we need. You know, When, when you're committed 100% to help somebody, and when they see that commitment, then it helps them also. So I'm not sure if I'm completely answering your question or not, oh, but there's so many things intertwined with our daily work. See, I, I look at everything as, as God's in everything. He's in everything I do. We, we've been very, very blessed. John and I have been very, very, very blessed. We have purchased older equipment and it, it breaks down, but not major, major breakdown. Because it's not mine, it's God's. And before I start that equipment in the morning, I do my check. And I praise God for that piece of equipment. Because it is his, it's his equipment, I get to use it. And then I take care of it to the best of my ability. And that's what I want to do in the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. The guys, and, and I might go, I don't know, I might go too far, some people might say, but I care about them. And I look at, I prefaced everything with what would Jesus do? The love he showed everybody, didn't matter who that was, he showed them that love. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Man. So it doesn't matter what the deal is. It doesn't matter if they walk away from the group. It doesn't matter. I still love them. And if God tells me to call them, I call them. And there's guys that have walked away and come back. Yeah, man, that's so, good. I, that a lot of that resonates with me. I, I think of uh, I've got a mentor, in uh, out in Los Angeles, and and he always uses it as as leaders when we're struggling or when when we just need some support. He he references this this hundred pound telephone that we've got in our pocket, and it's and it's so hard to pick that up, and whether it's send a text and say, hey, I need you to pray for me, hey. You know, Herman, could you could you talk with me for a few minutes? It's it's so hard for us, and I think you know, there's we could go down a lot of rabbit trails about why that's hard. But I I can even remember in, in recent times, 
in recent months, um, sitting in my office and just crying out to God and saying, God, would you just please have somebody call me and ask me how I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Would you please? Because I didn't. I didn't take my mentor's advice. So, Larry, if you listen to this, I apologize. But I didn't take his advice. Mm-hmm. And But you know what? It may not have been that day. It may have been the next day or, or somewhere around that time as I was just continuing to ask God to call, send somebody mm-hmm. my way. Inevitably, somebody would call and, and, and say, Caleb, how are you doing? It was always the right person. It was always the right person that I could trust, that I could share with what I was mm-hmm. struggling with or what was going on in my life at that time. And um, How powerful to, I mean, started with somebody pointing their finger in your chest and then you hear this audible voice while you're driving down the road that says, do this, you know? And I think for many people, we, many of us, we beg God for that clear of a sign, but, um, and how many lives it's impacted mm-hmm. and, and influenced. And just simply from you saying, Lord, I'm your servant. Use me however it is. If it's in the field, if it's, I mean, been in a tractor for hours upon hours, mm-hmm. You have time to think, you have time to pray and just lift those guys up in prayer mm-hmm. and just be that, that intercessory for intercessory prayer for them. And, and that's amazing. That's encouraging. So when harvest time comes, we don't quit for anything except rain or something breaks. We go, 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 because you have this small window of opportunity to get the crop out. So for instance, wheat, every time it rains in wheat that is, that is ripe, you lose value in the grain. So you don't want to do that. So we might go 24 hours. It doesn't matter. So in life, do I give somebody 24 hours spiritually? It, there's, there's so many similarities that we can take from that. Um, and when we work, we work hard. Do I work hard for your soul? That's the question. That, you know, things that we can put together. How, how serious am I? My phone's on 24 hours a day. It doesn't matter. Okay? I'm there for you or for whoever. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I think too often in, in life, we just, we just want to get home from work, shut our door, sit down. I know there's days where that's, the, that's all I want to do is, is just walk into my house, sit down, put my feet up, you know, whether it's watch a – watch TV or sit and play with the kids. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be bugged. I don't want to have anybody. Um, uh, and, and Herman, you definitely live a life where people know that you're there for them and, and they know that when they come to you, they're going to get you. They're not going to get just part of you. They're going to get you. And, and obviously in life, people probably abuse those kinds of things, but you look past that and you don't, you don't look through that lens and say, Mm -hmm. Oh, this guy, you know, did this last time. I'm not going to answer his call. You look at that as, man, this is this could be a life or death situation. I'm going to be here, mm-hmm. and and I mean, we we expect God to be here, right, 24 mm-hmm. seven for us, and He is. Um, but but um, man, that's that's encouraging. So I think that kind of jumps us into the next part of our podcast here. Stephen, do you have any other questions? No, I just have one other thought yeah. with regards to Herman. I, so Herman's been saying, what would Jesus do? And it, it's, 
crazy to me because it is so important. It turned into something that was very cliche, <laughs> you know, where people had wristbands and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's so 10 years ago. And it's like, that's ridiculous. It should be all the time. But even beyond that, I, I was just seeing your life is just, it's Christ-like. It's not even so much what would Jesus do. You just take on what Christ would do. I mean, everything you describe, you having your phone on 24 hours a day, always being available, that's Jesus. He's always available to us. Sometimes we get this sense like he doesn't want, he doesn't want to talk to me right now. He doesn't want to be around. He's, he's too busy. He's got other people, right, to worry about. He's going after the one, and I'm part of that 99, and and that's just not the truth. Like he is always there, always available, and he has enough energy <laughs> to take on whatever massive issues we have in our life. So I thought it's, I think it's good. I, and it's another podcast, at least for me, where I reflect and I'm like, man, that's, that's what I need in my life. I need to have a greater capacity because it always brings you joy, right? When you're done, you're never like, man, I wish I had that 20 minutes back. I wish I <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. never, you're right. right? There's, there's, there's such a joy in doing that and knowing that, you know, it's not for me. It's not for me, but it's for the almighty God. It's, it's for the king of king and the Lord of lords. It's for the, the there's, there's no one greater. There's nothing better. There's nothing mm. greater than God almighty. And there's nothing more valuable to me or more satisfying to me as knowing that I'm the son of the almighty God. And then I want to give him honor and glory. And and one thing I tell guys is I never give up on you. I never give up on you. You know, I've been in in deals where, where people have just given up on somebody. And I could tell you stories of what happens when you give up on somebody and where the church literally has kicked somebody out of the church, and I made a promise to that person I would never give up on them. And to this very day, it's a really, really positive thing because I didn't give up on that person. I was the only one that had any, that loved that person, that showed them love, didn't agree with what they were doing, didn't agree with the sin, but I didn't give up. And to this day, to this day that person is walking with Jesus Christ and he's got a testimony that's unbelievable. Because okay. somebody believed in him. Jesus Christ believes in me. God believes in me. Hmm. I've good. got a responsibility with that. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. I mean, that's, yeah, I can think of stories. Yeah, like you said, of people that have given up. And, you know, and I'm I'm probably guilty of that. You know, and, and having those thoughts of, yeah, I've tried everything. You know, and I've tried, and I, and and we could share some of those stories. Um, man, I think uh, I just had a thought, but it just disappeared, <laughs> in thin air. Um, hmm. <laughs> Silence. Um, yeah, no, I think that's just. I mean, it's so many times people choose themselves over what Christ mm-hmm. is asking. And, and maybe, maybe somebody is listening to this. Here's the thought. Here's the thought. Maybe somebody's listening to this and saying, wow, man, Herman, your life sounds like a 24 seven go, 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 never, never stop. Or, you know, as we get into to some of these more, more of these podcasts, we're going to hear from other leaders and, and it, and that if you're listening to this and, and saying, man, do you guys ever take a break? I'm a firm believer. I'm, 
I used to do terrible at taking breaks and taking time to rest. But I've been at your house on a Sunday afternoon. I know you put your feet up and, and take some time to rest and just refuel yourself, um, whether it's with a nap or whether it's reading or, or whatever it may be. But I, I really do truly believe that God will position us in a place where if we give and we give and we give and we give, that he opens up opportunities for rest. We don't always jump to that. We don't because because I think there's this thing of like, I I got to go, go, go. And if I stop, man, something bad's going to happen. But the reality is, is the more we give, the more we pour out, we do have to stop and refuel. And we don't want to, we don't want to give from, from an empty cup. Cause that's probably when in my life, that's probably when I've given up on people mm -hmm. when I'm empty, mm -hmm. when I'm leading from that empty place. And so if you are listening and, and if you listen in the future, please know that you do need to take time, do need to take time to rest and refuel. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you will burn out. Maybe Herman, just quickly tell us how do, how do you refuel after living a life that gives so much? I was thinking about that as you were talking. I'm a workaholic. Uh, that's one of my weaknesses. Literally, I'm a workaholic. And I used to be. I still am somewhat. But I have, I, I've learned that that's not really what God wants me to be as a workaholic. And, and I, had to, I had to look at my life and why was I a workaholic, Okay. And, and so I have surrounded me, myself, with people um, that hold me accountable. And, for instance, there's, there's one person, I just talked to him today, and I called him because I was, I was frustrated. In, in a way, I like to go, 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 go. Literally, that is me. I do not like to hold still. And I can get frustrated with nothing to do. And so I just called him today and talked to him a little bit. And um, he just reminded me that, that I need to just sit back and take a break, just sit back and rest. And, and that, that happens periodically. He'll call me and say, what are you doing today? And I, I, I rattle off everything I'm doing. I got to change the tire on the tractor. I got to do this and I got to do that and everything else. And he said, are you even going to take time to eat? I said, no, probably not. And he said, well, you better. And so he keeps me in check. So I surround myself with people that are positive and that, that, know where I'm at and that I can share with and that they can keep me in check mm -hmm. because I can literally work myself to a frazzle and I've done that. That's not where I want to be. So I've had to reprogram, literally reprogram my mind the way I think. And God doesn't want me to burn out because when I'm burned out, I can't do the work he wants me to do. Like Caleb said, I really can't. And then I miss things. And so one thing I've learned to do is when I when I I can totally relax myself if I'm right with God. And I can go to bed and I can totally relax myself and within seconds I'm asleep and I have a real 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 deep sleep. And when I wake up in the morning and I hit the ground running, I'm 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 wound up. It's just like you wound that clock completely tight again and I'm ready to go. But I've got complete rest. But if I'm not right with God, be honestly Honest with you guys, if I'm not right with God, I don't have that rest. And I get up in the morning and I'm still tired. So we have to, very, very important to me is being able to shut everything off knowing that you're right with God. Hmm. And you just totally relax yourself. Wow.
I think I think the definition of rest it's it's really important too. A lot of people first thing they think of as with rest is I'm just going to veg out. I'm going to get in my bed and look at my social media, you know, queue for the next 45 minutes. Or I'm going to watch, you know, some documentary or mm-hmm. something like that. And I get it for body wise, that's rest. But mind, your mind isn't shutting down. Yeah, and you're, right. you don't have that opportunity to really meditate on what God's doing in your life, too. I've, I've learned that rest, it's been redefined in my life, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Because the things that I thought of as rest were actually leading to much bigger issues with anxiety and things like mm-hmm. that because I just couldn't shut down uh, mm-hmm. my mind. And when you can just step back and really focus on him and your family, and spend time with them, mm-hmm. it's amazing the wonders that that does in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. It's good. It's and good. when you are at peace, mm-hmm. other people notice it. Mm-hmm. People will know when you're at peace. People will, they, they can tell. People aren't, it's amazing. And, and, in sales, I've learned to read people to a point, okay? And to me, it's exciting. And I can see if somebody's struggling. A lot of times I can see if they're struggling. Are they, do they really have peace? Or, or, or I can look at one of the guys and say, okay, spill it. You know, there's something going on, you know. What is it? And, and they'll look at you and say, how did you know? And it's something like you're that biting your fingernails over yeah. there, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's a gift that God gave me because I never wanted to be in sales, and, and I had a small area, and I was always first, second, or third in the nation in sales. And they always wondered, how did you do that? I never liked sales, or I didn't think I did. I love sales now. It's not that I'm that good of a salesman, but it's 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 God that does it. You know, when you when you go and have an appointment and you talk with somebody for two hours about the Bible and gospel and God and and salvation and everything, and you walk away with a huge contract, and you only talk 15 minutes about what you're selling, that's not me. I'm not that good. That's God Almighty pouring the blessing on. And I've, real, I've, I've, I've experienced that over and over and over again. When you walk in the path that God wants you to walk, like, number one, just pray about your appointment before you go in. It's just that yeah. simple. And it's amazing the, door God, the doors God opens. And when the God opened the door, I stick my toe in it. And before they knew it, I had my elbow in it and then my shoulder. And then I was all the way in. And we sit there and talk about God. Hmm. And people you would never dream that would even have, you know. And, and what I always liked is questions. They would ask question after question after question. And before you know it, you look at your watch and, man, I've been here two hours. I can't get out of here. And these are, these are, these are, because I know that I, I used to work for the company you're talking about, and these are stereotypically rough guys, you know, guys in mechanic shops and guys in car dealerships who, you know, aren't always known for being the most honest people. So, man, God put you in a place where, where you really had this influence to, to interact. I mean, and we're talking about, because I was on some of those jobs that, that you would have sold and and years ago, but like, I mean, rough people, but, mm-hmm. but you go and, and you, you look for this open door to begin having a conversation about God. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And how many people remember you, the, the person that took over the area that I sold, I've not sold for five years that I've been out of that, that, um, selling and, and the, the guy that took over my area, he'll call me a couple times a month and say, Hey, Jim said to tell you hi. There, there's something about it that, mm-hmm. 
and, and they still call me. A guy's unit was broke down the other week, and he called me. He said, can you get me going? Because I called the office, and they don't answer the phone right now because I know they're busy. And so I walked him through it. And he said, I know you, you're not doing this anymore, but will you help me? Hmm. And so cool. there's a huge satisfaction out of that. You know, I planted a seed, and that seed's still growing, obviously, because they still know me. They, they have mm-hmm. not forgotten my name yeah. five years later. And it might have been 10 years since I sold him the product. I don't know. I, I can't remember all that. But somebody's been watering them. Hmm. Wow. Man. We th- <laughs> uh, we've had some great conversation today. Um, and I... Uh, we kind of alluded at the beginning that we were going to go into a part two, but Stephen, are you cool if we, we postpone that for a second episode? Sure. I mean, today has been encouraging, life-giving. I've, I've heard some stories from you, Herman, that I've never heard before and, um, and just some of your experiences. And man, as we kind of just wrap up our, our time here today, um, part of our, our goal in this podcast is to inspire our listeners and, I really feel like today with, with some of your experiences, whoever listens to this, whether it's somebody who's in sales, whether it's a farmer back in the Midwest, or whether it's somebody in a, in a local church that's looking at ways to get involved and just to simply go and, and start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> man, if we just kind of wrap it up here in the next few minutes, Herman, what would you, what would your just kind of last challenge to our listeners be, you know, what would you say, hey, you know, if, if you're asking questions on what you should do, this is how you can start. Just start. You don't have to be educated. The Bible has got all the answers in it. Follow the Holy Spirit and, and put your best foot forward and go because God will lead you. All he, God never asked me to be perfect. He just asked me to be willing to do something mm-hmm. that's all you have to do is be willing to do something and god will lead you and if you listen to the holy spirit you got to be quiet or you can't hear him okay so you need to listen to the holy spirit listen to that small still voice and and the more you listen to it the louder it can get and the more more you hear it but don't put it off just do it don't do what i did do what you see me doing now. Don't ever put it off because a soul might be lost. Yeah. So don't worry about education. Don't worry about knowledge. I pray for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And God will give it to you. And he won't. I, when I make a phone call, most of the time, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But God will give me the words to speak. And I won't remember what I talked about. It doesn't matter. Just do it. That's good. Remember that a couple of years ago, the, there was a big thing where it was trust fall. You would just be up. I remember youth groups were doing it all the time. You would get up and you would just fall backwards and, and just trust that somebody was going to catch you, hopefully, right? Yeah. Unless you bounce off the uh, uh, floor. But unless but, you didn't like the person that was falling. Yeah, Whoa. maybe. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> we'll erase that. Yeah. <laughs> but what you're talking about, it's really similar to that. And it, but with us, we have this track record with God where he is always there, where he, he does take care of you. 
And I was thinking about it because the enemy's primary job is to cast doubt in that. When God says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. I'm going to give you, Herman, the words to say. The enemy loves to come in there and go, well, are you sure? I mean, think about what you did last night. What about last week? You really think he's going to show up? And it's ridiculous because, again, we do have this track record with God where he is. He's very dependable. And when you lean on him for understanding, he's going to provide that for you. And I, I think that's one thing probably in the church today that we're just listening to the wrong voice too often. Mm-hmm. The one that's casting doubt, that's, that's coming in with fear, that's saying, hey, you're just going to make that person uncomfortable, mm-hmm. Herman, if you call him. Are you sure you want to do that? And I, I feel, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you've learned to put that on mute, that you've yeah. tuned it out. And you just are listening to the Lord. And and that's the thing that really, and I know this from experience, it does take practice. Mm -hmm. It does take time, like really to just trust him. And you get to that point, you're like, that's not you, Lord. You know, Mm -hmm. I know what you want, what you've called Mm -hmm. me to do. And again, the skill mentality, I I love Mm -hmm. it. So am I wrong in that? No, you're exactly right. And and the more, when you start doing that, what happened to me is the devil just attacked me big time. But you got to remember that you've got more power through the blood of Jesus Christ than the devil's got. So you can, you can come right back at him and say, through the blood of Jesus Christ, get behind me. You know, because God gave us that power. The, the power that raised, Je- that raised Jesus from the dead lives within me. Okay. That is way, 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 way more power than the devil's got. Way more power. And so I had to use that over and over again because all he wants to do is plant those seeds of doubt and fear. Don't doubt. Don't fear denounce it hmm. yes it'll come back denounce it again denounce it again and and another thing that uh, this this is a huge thing in my life you can just basically visualize looking satan in the face and tell him thank you for reminding me that i'm saved by the blood of jesus christ hmm. Hmm. does he want to hear that absolutely not because where the blood of jesus christ is satan can't be hmm. And so thank him, that's the last thing he wants, to remind me, because you just tempt, tried to tempt me, thank him for reminding me that, again, I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's good. Powerful. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, man, so many, I guess, just things that, you, that I pulled out of today, and, and our hope and prayer is that our listeners pull out, um, and just take and run. Um, <clears throat> man, today is not the voice to be talking, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I'm just encouraged and, um, man, excited for you. I'm glad we had this opportunity to have you come on. He kind of chuckled at me, Stephen, when I asked him to join and <laughs> he's like, I don't know about that. And I said, oh, it's simple. Just talk into the microphone. So, um, but glad you were here and, and could join us today. Um, Stephen, any parting words? Uh, I just want to compliment you on your daughter, Stephanie. Obviously, Caleb already knows this. I know Stephanie really, really well. Um, And there's qualities in her life I can see that she got from you. I'd really be curious to see your wife, you know, the qualities that she has. But I've always been blown away. Uh, Stephanie is a leader, um, but you would never know it by what comes out of her mouth. She never, ever praises herself for the things that she does. Um, very, very humble, um, but you can tell just a warrior in the kingdom uh, and a mighty woman of God. So good job. 
in raising a great daughter. I know well, thank you, you. You had a small part, I'm sure, in that <laughs> yeah. uh, with your wife. And thanks for letting me marry her. Yeah, that too, I'm sure. All thanks for coming along, Caleb. Yeah. I'm honored to have you as my son-in-law, or as my son. Son, yeah. Son. But I, I don't know you that well, but I mean, I can, I can just see those things, and it's fascinating for me, just seeing uh, how things are passed down generation to generation, and it's, I know for Caleb, super exciting to think about Madison mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Carter, what, what they're going to accomplish for the kingdom. So it's my parting words. Great. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, as always, um, we'll wrap up with prayer. Herman, would you pray us out? And then uh, yes, we'll close this out and um, be good. Heavenly Father, as we pause before you just now, I want to give you all honor and glory for everything that you've done in my life, the way you've led me. And, and God, just thank you for the wisdom that you've given me. Not that I've, uh, it's just from asking you to give me wisdom and, and reading your word, the true word of God. And thank you for imparting that on me. And thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for what you've done in, in uh, Caleb's life. And thank you for what you've done in Stephen's life. Thank you for how you've led us and how you've brought us together today. And God, I just pray that someone would get something out of today's podcast that would take them further down the road. Take them further down the road where you want them to be. And God, we, we, we give you all honor and glory. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. There is none greater than you. And God, we thank you for that. And I just thank you that um, I was allowed to do this today. It was, it's, it's an honor to be your spokesman. God, it's an honor to do that. I just thank you for everything you want to do with this. Thank you for, for providing this place that we can do it. And God, just we don't know what's going to happen with this, but we give you all honor and glory as it, as it uh, progresses and something happens. We don't know, but we thank you and we, we pray, we just praise you for everything you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today on the Urban Connect podcast. Today was the farming edition. Um, but uh, thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to join us here. Uh, we, again, pray that you're encouraged and challenged to go in the world and make a difference. Um, as you heard it today, start somewhere. Have a great day. Be blessed, and we'll talk to you soon.